Welcome to the Coaching Talks Podcast, your inspirational moment to continue your growth journey. Here's your host, Mark Seelis. These moments we are living through the coronavirus crisis are opening up a lot of different conversations and discussions. Even among the experts, it is not easy to find an agreement or a common view about what is the best way to face this challenge, and different solutions and approaches are being tried by institutions and governments. Among all these scales and efforts to try to contain the spread of the virus, especially by individuals in the health sector with a remarkable amount of strength, courage and stamina, I think that we are learning about what values truly mean. What I mean when talking about values is not that nice poster that some of your companies may have hanging on a wall, or what you and your team came up together during one of those team building sessions. No, I'm not talking about that. My point here is about leading and leading demonstrating your values. Unfortunately, we have seen a lack of solidarity and coordination among some countries and some companies that were more worried about distributing dividends among their shareholders than being socially responsible, as they might claim in their nicely framed brochure presented to the public and shareholders. Having said that, there have been many cases that have taken my attention that demonstrate the collaborative and caring nature of a lot of human beings and the importance of demonstrating those values now more than ever. I think we should spend more time talking about those cases that show the value of unity and solidarity and less trying to use this difficult moment for political gain or just spreading false news and rumors. I don't think that those help that much, to be honest. Just a few weeks ago, before the pandemic outbreak started and we came to a full standstill, I had the pleasure to have a conversation about what is there beyond value and purpose-driven leadership with uh, Joan Julia, the founder and owner of Axel Hotels. Axel Hotels is a small hotel chain specializing in the GLBT community. According to Juan, it all started with a dream to open a hotel for the GLBT wall. My wall, he said. Each of its hotels provides a setting where ambience, diversity and respect are highly valued. At Axel Hotels, any person, regardless of his her sexual orientation, is welcomed, valued and respected. Axel Hotels was founded back in 2003 with the opening of the first hotel in Barcelona and is now present in 10 locations and places like Venice, Miami, Ibiza or Berlin. Juan also plans to open more locations in places like La Habana, Madeira, Bilbao and Valencia. After spending many years building an amazing hotel chain driven by values and a clear vision, Axel Hotels was forced to make a very difficult decision a few days ago. As Juan said in one of his posts, watching to close all the hotels that have caused so much effort to open makes you have to draw strength from the deepest part of your being to move forward. Now it is the time for all of us leaders of organizations to instill encouragement in our teams and give hope that we will come out from this pandemic touched but not sunk. And soon we will do it together and stronger as a team and as a society. It didn't take long for Axel Hotels to move on into putting their values into practice. 
They joined supporting the current medical crisis by opening its hotels in Barcelona and Madrid to healthcare authorities for any medical use deemed necessary, and helped as well for the urgent demands for vets in the field hospitals that were being organized in the annexes of Barcelona's four main hospitals. When talking about leadership by values, I cannot come with a better example than Joan Julia and Axel Hotels, a team that has built together a business truly driven by values, not just as a nice poster on the wall, but truly transforming them into habits and daily practices. So without further ado, and as a tribute to Joan and all his team, here comes the conversation we had last February. Enjoy. Joan, welcome to our show. It's great to have you with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. Let me ask you before we start the interview, what are you truly passionate about? Uh, that's a tricky question because my passion has been changing the last decades. We can say um, right now, if you ask me right now, I'm passionate about, about people, about mm-hmm the true self or of everybody that I just run into and most importantly about my myself, my true myself, my true me, which is very difficult sometimes to connect. But I'm very passionate about people and letting people to be as they want to be. Mm. This is my passion. That sounds beautiful. How do you believe that your passion is linked to what the world needs at the moment? Right now, I think this, uh, if we were a little bit more respectful and a little bit more aware of the other person we have in front of us, I think we would be, we would have a much better and more kind world. And this is something you have in every moment in during the, your whole day, not only at work, but also in your personal life. Mm-hmm. So I think when you really think about the other people, when you are at work, when you try to do your best, but thinking about the other person which has you have in front of you, probably the the business, whatever work you have, you you are doing is going to be much better than you if you only think about your yourself, your your own benefit. And I I, I truly believe believe in that, not only in teams in my own people, but also in clients. And, and, and then you have a much better world because the client, what the guests, when it comes to the hotel, it's happier. It feels more comfortable because I allow him or I try to allow him to be himself, whatever himself is. Be more present and respectful. Would you say that those are your true core values? Would there be any other on the top of those? Core values will be, yeah, it's to be present, to be respectful, to allow yourself to be you, and then allow the others to be themselves, always with a respectful uh, way. It sounds very interesting, especially thinking about the project, to call it somehow. It's, I think it's been amazing to see what you have been developing and doing during the last years in your professional career. Which was the main idea and philosophy behind the beginning of your adventure with uh, Axel Hotels? That was many years ago. That was almost <laughs> 20 years ago. Well, let's go there. Let's let's have a bit of time traveling. Yeah, it's 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 a travel, as you mentioned. I mean, when I started, it was just about me. Uh, I was uh, just came out, not just, but some years ago came out, and I saw a lot of people from my community 
not being able to be themselves when they travel. What I mean is that it was difficult to find a hotel. We are thinking, of, we are talking about at the end of the 90s, mm-hmm. you know, the 2000. And it was not easy to find a hotel where you can be gay or LGBTQ+, plus, as they say now, or queer, um, to be gay um, and to be really openly and feeling secure gay. Because many hotels, many hotels are in a society, in a destination where those societies were not already accepting the the diversity of people Mm -hmm. in regarding um, sex orientation. So I thought to, if I was doing a hotel focusing in the gay community, you know, the rest of the the services and the amenities and any other hotel in a big city or uh, in a cosmopolitan city as Barcelona, they provide. I thought that I could do something not only good for society, but also I could do good in business because that was a niche market that nobody was addressing. So that was the main purpose to first have one hotel in Barcelona. The thing is that I it has a lot of... Uh, kind of success and a, a lot of people knew about that. The community worldwide knew about that. And then it became a brand. And so I could expand. And But that came in the years later. And what happened after that? Because from what you are saying, suddenly what it was uh, a dream, what it was something linked to what you believe it was the right thing for your community became something more serious. I think It's what I was. I always say to to my team is like if you focus on what, what you are doing right now and you do it right, present as we have mentioned, with all your knowledge, man, with all your passion, with all your responsibility in what you're doing, the result is just a consequence of what you're doing. Don't look for results. Look in what you're doing right now. Of course, you have to have a plan. Of course, you have to have a, an idea and a, and a business plan well-developed and with a, a timeline with things you have to do. This is something you do uh, for one time and then you have this kind of book of where you're going, but then focus on what you're doing right now. And then the results is just a consequence. And this is my main purpose with all my team when I told them, this is where we want to go. This is what we have to do. This is your commitment to the company and to your day and do the best that you can do with your uh, knowledge, man. Then consequence is just a result. Let's talk about a bit uh, about that future direction and that ambition you are mentioning. Which vision do you have for Axel Group for the future? Because now you have two sides of the story. One is that all this journey that you have been going through and what you have experience of how this initial dream has transformed into a tangible, amazing business. And the other side is what now? What is the future vision of which uh, kind of experience uh, Axel Group wants to provide to their customers and which impact? Does uh, it want to make to the wall? The thing is, the vision is always uh, you have a vision, but it it I learned that vision modifies a little bit, changes mm. a little bit, 
And right now my vision is very liquid, we can say. It's open to many things. We know we want we want to grow, but we don't have a fixed idea of how we want to grow. Of course, it has to be in hotels, but I mean in the concept. The concept is liquid also because the gay community is changing. There are new uh, trends in the gay community pushing uh, these new trends have been pushed for the young people from the younger people and the only thing we can do is embrace them because you know these number binary these um, new ways of being because it's a way of being uh, that young people they don't they don't see as sex orientation but also as how they can identify themselves with the masculine and feminine figure I would say so this is changing and it's changing fast and it's brand new so what i can do is leave kind of the window open and what we can do is be very aware of what is happening to adapt our concept our vision what to what the community needs to the, what the society needs and this through growing growing in number of hotels but the concept i realized and i learned that we have to be very very open and very, very, very aware of what is happening because we are just uh, have to do what the community demands. And this is not easy. It's very tricky. And that's a challenge. But I'm very, very passionate about this challenge. I think it's a good thing. How would you describe the experience of being in one of those uh, great hotels that you have developed for somebody that hasn't been there? How would you describe it for both communities, uh, the gay community, as you were mentioning, but also the heterosexual community? How would you describe to them if they have never been there? I think it's a space of freedom. What we have uh, achieved, I think, it's a really, you, you get into the Anaxo, and of course you have the, I hope, and you will feel that we have uh, excellence in service and we have a very good uh, relationship uh, between price and quality. But the greatest achievement is that you you get into an excellent, you, I hope you sense the idea of freedom of while being respectful with the mm -hmm. other guests and with the, the, the location and destination where you are in is the freedom to be who you are. We don't judge. We allow you to be who you are, whatever this you is. And it's sometimes difficult because we have to do some, you know, some education to the to the our our staff because these new trends coming into the market from the younger people from the community. Sometimes it's not easy how to address it. Sometimes you have to be very open to address as the same person one day as he and the next person as she. Mm. So this space of freedom is, I think, what we are achieve and what I precious the most in our hotels. Space of freedom. How do you feel that uh, those values and specifically creating a space for freedom have been exported around the world since you opened your first hotel back in 2003 in Barcelona? It's been a, a very interesting trip because when I started, I was more focused on the gay community. But right now it's as I mentioned, is so wide, this way of perceiving the way you are within the community, that the word respect has even get wider. So the trip has been, it's been 
uh, trip by learning also, by sometimes doing mistakes, learning from those mistakes, and being aware of that you have made some mistakes, trying to find people who can teach us how to, uh, you know, develop these new trends. And always through, you know, some values that they are, for me, are very precious, that is, uh, you know, compromise, commitment, sorry, yeah, commitment, um, uh, effort, um, being uh, aware of what you're doing and 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 I would say humility, responsibility and and passion and and with these these um, values, if you truly work with them and you truly uh, develop them develop them with your people, with your staff, you you really get to have these area of respect and of diversity that you achieve through a natural acceptance of Mm -hmm. yourself and how the others is. This also, you have to put it also always within a a space of service. We are a hotel and we are uh, doing a job giving service to our uh, guests to give the service with this respectful and this um, mindfulness way of having the values that I mentioned within you. Yeah. This is very difficult though. This is through doing, you know, training, this doing education, this doing, you know, a lot of work with your team and, and being aware of, of that you are the first example to everybody in your company. You cannot ask for that if you if you don't do this. I love you say that because I was just about to ask you, how is your leadership and your company practices reflecting the values we have just been talking about? Because at the end of the day, that's what truly matters, not just what you think, but how do you put that into practice? I I really believe that, uh, and I think it's something I learned through the years, that example is the most powerful kind of leadership you have. Of course, then you have have to be a coach leader, you have to be, uh, you know, a leader that has uh, action, that has uh, vision, that has tools in order to to provide your team what they need in order to allow them to do their job. But through example is the way I realize people see the idea that I have for Axel Hotels, and they see it, see it through me. You know, my my core team in Axel Hotels uh, in, in the in the corporation, 10 people is a core team that they have been with me for around 10 years. And I've been working with them very closely in order to transmit them what, what are the, the values and, and the idea and the vision that I have. And now I think I have a very strong core team that are just transmitting as good as I do. So that's very powerful and I'm very grateful to have that. (laughs) Let me make you a a bit more personal question, uh, John. One of the things that uh, as an entrepreneur, uh, I cannot relate as much, you know, I'm also an entrepreneur, but in a different level. Uh, So when I see somebody like you, I feel truly inspired. Uh, But something I think we share in common, it's that through these processes of going after our dreams and fighting for what we believe that is right, there's also struggles. There's also difficult moments. People from the outside, they just see success or failures. But within, there's another game. There's another battle. 
what can you share uh, of your experiences on that terrain and those moments that you have faced which have been more of a struggle more of a difficulty which would you say that are the main barriers you have been going through during the last years that have helped you also going deeper in levels like self-awareness and, and getting in a deeper connection with your true self when you truly believe in what you're doing and this is the the, the most tricky thing uh, to connect with yourself with the true you the true you that we were talking about we started this uh, talk is when you believe what you're doing never give up because there are going to be hard times very hard times and sometimes you feel that you are alone but i've been there and i felt alone until i made a new team because i uh, for example one of the worst times in my life when in 2008 after five years that i started everything the whole team didn't follow me and i had to start a new team and i felt for some time alone but i believe in what i was doing i believe in the idea i believe in and that i could do it not only me of course because you won't go anywhere alone but i believe that i could make something if i find the right persons around me and i never give up i remember that i go jogging at five o'clock in the morning and i put in a loop one song a spanish song that the the, the title is resistiré and i i, I, <laughs> I will resist on. i love i love yeah, that one i will resist and 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 i was on and on because i knew i could do it but i need something that made me connect to that and i did that for six months it was crazy my husband was like again Five o'clock in the morning is really dark. It's like I need to express myself. I need to run and I need to connect with me to find the energy to go back and to the fight. And this thought that believing in you is something very powerful. But to believe in you, you have to believe in what you're doing. And this is the tricky thing. Believing you and believing what you are doing, I think it's a great way to inspire others because at the end of the day, there is limited things we can reach alone, right? And the only way to go through ambitious visions and uh, through amazing goals in our lives is by understanding what is the power of a team, what is the power to gather around your vision, people that believes what you believe, people that wants to stand for what you are standing. So what you're reflecting now about the importance of finding a good team, I think is one of the struggles that most of the entrepreneurs are going through at the moment. So uh, trying to become a superhero, I guess that that's one of your experiences as well. It doesn't work. It doesn't matter how much we like to believe that we can be Superman or Superwoman. Uh, the reality is that that's a movie <laughs> and it doesn't really work in reality, right? You can be a superwoman or a superman, but just for a short time. And with this, when you show that you can do some things to other people around you, then you transmit this power to others. And then suddenly you realize you are surrounded by superman and superwoman. And altogether, you can do super things that 20 years ago, If somebody told me that I will be here now talking to you, having 10 hotels and four new openings and new years uh, already closed, I would say, are you kidding me? <laughs> But yes, at the end, it's just having a dream and following and then I agree. doing what you have to do and doing believing in that. And then life gives you what you need in order to make this dream even bigger. Just embrace it. 
Somebody told me once that if life gives you lemons, just don't make don't make lemon juice. Get a get the lemon and get a bottle of tequila and enjoy the yeah. ride. <laughs> which sounds, yeah. which sounds it, better it, to me, yeah. Enjoy the ride is one of the most difficult things, but you need to have trust and you need to have the, the strength to embrace whatever life is bringing you. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's very, very different from what you expected or the way it brings it is different from what you expected, but you have to have, you know, the flexibility to, to embrace it and mm-hmm. the power to embrace it and keep running. Having the power to embrace it. I love that uh, sentence. Once I said to one of my clients that when facing a struggle, you just remind me to this metaphor after you said that of embracing the challenge in a way. Uh, If you are sinking, if you find yourself sinking in a quicksand area and you are all the way up to your waist with, uh, with quicksand, how would you get out of it? And my client said, that, well, you know, I would try to put one, you know, try to reach a rope or something to pull myself out. So, and I said, okay, what about if there's no rope? What about if there's nobody there to help you? How would you get out of the quicksand? And he said, well, you know, first I try to stick one leg out, then the other. But, you know, those of you that understand a bit about survival techniques, uh, you will know that if you do that, you sink even deeper. If you try to escape from a quicksand and avoid it, uh, you will even, you know, feel more pressure and, and, and dig deeper into the area. The only way to get out of a quicksand, and that's a good thing for all of you to listen, so if someday you find yourself in this situation, you can survive, you have to spread your body as wide as possible, like an eagle and embrace quicksand. You have to kind of try to distribute all the weight of your body onto them. And after you embrace the quicksand, suddenly it's easier to leverage your body, pull out both legs and start to roll around it and get out. So it seems that the only way to get out of quicksand is by embracing it and taking the the whole thing in, processing it and then getting out. And what you're referring now, Joan, remind me about this metaphor that most of those challenges, it is not about how to avoid them or how to figure out that they don't come into your life, but how do you learn to embrace them and then let go? I know that's And I'm learning every day, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, Sharing that's something that I came to my mind. So I leave the, as I said before, the window open because every day I learn something is like and from the most, you know, amazing and unexpected place. So mm-hmm. that's good. That's life. That's right. Having a learning mindset, it's very important. Uh, I believe that behind most of our actions, there is the purpose connected with what we truly care about. And uh, when that purpose is well grounded, it helps us navigating through hard moments, uh, especially when that purpose is really clear and it's well defined. How would you say that that, uh, that purpose you were describing has been helping you to continue working hard and standing up during those tough moments? It's everything, I guess, at the end. When it's again, it's simple. It's very simple, but it's at the same time very difficult. When you are connected with you and you accept what life is bringing you, but you have a vision where you're going and it, everything feels okay, everything is okay. You have to work, you have to keep fighting sometimes you have to keep enjoying you don't have to forget to enjoy what you do but at the end everything is okay it's up to you to find it okay or not 
The only thing is sometimes a little bit more struggle and sometimes it's more easy, but everything is okay when everything is aligned. And this is the more the most difficult thing to be aligned. Mm -hmm. But once you are, it's okay. Even very tough times, there are a lesson behind that. And it's a lesson for you mainly, not only business, but for you as a person, as your inner you. And that's why to have uh, to give you the time to connect with yourself every day through mindfulness, meditation, yoga, it's very important always. But this is more because you have so many inputs, so many things around you that is difficult to keep uh, connected and aligned or with your true you and your vision if you're not give you sometimes to get bored and when you get bored you connect with yourself because then you're starting to imagine things and then suddenly your mind keeps a little bit more quiet and then you suddenly start connecting this is the most difficult thing but this is what our main main for entrepreneurs for businessmen and for leaders this is one of the most important things to do because at the end, you're the leader. The other ones are looking up to you. And you, if you have to set the, the vision and the direct direction, and if you're lost, what direction are you going to set? If you're lost, which direction are you going to set for others? I think that is something great to keep in mind for all those leaders who are listening to us. And each one of us goes through different kind of processes to connect better with that inner purpose, to connect better with our true self. And I also think that it's uh, something to explore. What would you recommend to anybody who wants to not just start the journey, because this is not something that begins and finishes. It's a lifetime project, I believe, because also purposes don't keep the same through the whole life. As you have said before, it's a more of a dynamic, constant search. Which advices would you say or would you give to somebody that wants to initiate his or her journey or wants to find a way to continue with that search? I would say, first of all, is to find time for you, just you. Either way, you have family, you have, you're by yourself, you have a lot of work and put all the attention in your breath and try to just observe your thoughts and keep doing that and you will see things will start happening and things will come to you. Uh, the path is different from each of us and my path is different from your path and the way you will find this uh, connection with your true you is going to be different from mine but i learned that through breathing is the most powerful thing to start and if you keep focusing in in your breath and the way you breathe it's a powerful tool that we all have and most of us we don't use I noticed that spending time alone, as you have been referring as well a while ago, it's more and more difficult nowadays, especially when we are used to use so many distractions around us from social media to emails, text messages, etc, etc. And it seems to me as well that somehow the most difficult person to be with, it seems that is ourselves. <laughs> People tend to find very difficult to spend that time alone, to spend that time of quietness with nothingness just with uh, our own thoughts. Would you say that this is one of the most terrifying experiences for, for most of us at the moment and one of the main challenges to deal with that then opens to all these opportunities you were mentioning now? It's not only terrifying, it's, it's also difficult because nobody has teach us 
how to do it. As I mentioned before, I, I saw the other day an uh, ad on TV and it was, uh, you know, it was a beautiful uh, image of a man or a woman, a young woman, I think it was in a train and he was, you know, I'm finally going to have some some time for me and, and to think and, and to connect. And suddenly they say, but now with this new phone, you can connect, you can email, you can, and, and it's like, of course, you have to make an effort to be just with you and to have the time to get bored and and don't do anything. Not read emails, not social media, not TV, not whatever, not Netflix, mm-hmm. no nothing. Just observe your thoughts through breathing and then suddenly and don't judge. Just be there and forgive yourself if if you don't like what anything you have done lately. It's okay. You have to get, forgive yourself and you have to let it go and not judge. And through this exercise, you I think you will be you will realize that there are other things and a new door opens. It's very difficult because nobody has teach us how to do that. That is totally right. One of the main comments we get from the regular retreats for executives we run in Finland uh, together with some partners, especially when we do the iPhone kidnapping session. So we have this uh, Mission Impossible luggage where everybody puts their phone when they arrive and we lock it. And then the last day they get it back. Um, For most of them is this realization of how themselves they have made slaves of uh, their own persona of these connected devices. And what does it mean? And from the experience point of view, when you disconnect from that side and then you get that time to really talk to you without distractions, that time to connect back. So there's many of the participants that they even don't want to get the phone back. <laughs> just want to let it inside the back. And sometimes it's so unconscious what uh, those traps we create for ourselves. So it's easy to blame what's going on on the news and to blame all the messages on the phone. But what I usually say to my clients is that, well, disconnect the, the email, the automatic email incoming, disconnect the WhatsApp and Facebook messages, just take it off and make it all voluntary. Make sure that when you press the button, it's okay to read your emails, it's okay to read the messages, but make it conscious. When you want to press the button, make it a conscious decision to be there in that concrete moment and then be there fully. Also, you can practice WhatsApp mindfulness if you want, but just be there for that concrete time and just disconnect all these distractions. And that's an action that it's all up to us. The only person we can blame from doing it or not doing it is just us. Uh, before we finish the interview, I know that you are very busy today and I've been checking you for a while, so highly appreciate it. And I want to keep my promise on the time I wanted to take from you today. Let me ask you one one last thing. And I know that this will be the easiest question from the whole interview. If you could travel back in time, just right now, and spend five minutes with yourself from the past when you were 20 years younger, which advices would you give to that younger Juan? Things are not too serious. Don't make them serious. Enjoy life. Smile more. Do whatever you do. Put you very put yourself into very you know difficult goals. It's okay, but try to enjoy them. Try to really smile. I know my two my me you know, younger me will look at me like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> but yeah, because sometimes we forget. And really, I don't think things are too important. Just the way you you want to see them. Mm-hmm. and you want to make them important. And that's a way of forgiving that you have to enjoy. 
That's beautiful. John Julia, thanks a lot for your time. I think it's impressive, not just uh, what you have been building during the last years, but also the future that you guys have in front of you, especially transferring all those values, beliefs into something so tangible. Because one of the things I've been struggling the most is, yes, I hear a lot of people talking about values driven leadership you hear a lot in business schools and teachers talking about it but i have to say that this is the first time that i see a business truly making this not just a poster on the wall but making it something so tangible that it is the only way to actually run successfully a business so thanks again for your time we are looking forward to see <laughs> your journey for the next upcoming 20 years we're going to be following you very closely and also have some safe and happy trips. I know you have a busy agenda in front of you. So the best for the next coming weeks and months to come. Thank to you, Mark. It's been a pleasure to be able to share a little bit my experience and what I learned within those years. So thank you. Thank you very much. See you. So that was all for today. And thank you very much for being a loyal listener. Let us know if there is any topic you would like us to cover down in the space for comments. Have a great rest of the week. Goodbye.